0: You are listening to The Benchcast, with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is The Benchcast, where we talk everything bench press. If you're not familiar with who I am, I'm Coach Ben. I am the host of this show. I am a professional powerlifting coach and bench presser. I haven't amassed an 820 pound bench press in my career. And I coach lifters across the world through our online coaching program, which you can learn more about at BigBenches.com. Today we have an awesome episode. As always, we are talking about collapsing at the bottom of the bench. All right, this is an issue that many have. All right, and it's not an uncommon thing to hear about uh, when someone is getting close to their chest, but then they just lose that feeling of having strength or tightness for whatever reason. And you'll see that final inch of the bench press you see just a quick collapse of the weight to the chest and then there's no substance under the weight you're just you're not tight you have no strength and then you're wondering what happened all right this is not an uncommon thing i've actually worked with many athletes in which this was the scenario this is what was happening and i'm going to tell you today about how we can correct this because i'm very sure that many of you listening in have experienced this maybe not currently but at one point in time you've had this happen all right so first thing i want to address is that this is a a two-part fix here all right uh one thing that could be happening is poor positioning and that revolves around technique and then the other thing that could be happening and they could happen together is is strength the strength weakness All right, so we have to address both, one or the other. You know, we have to dissect what's actually going on. Uh, Usually, it's a combination of having to address a bit of both. So first, let me talk about poor positioning in which will cause this collapsing at the bottom of the bench. All right, first thing I'll address is what I call momentum-based lifting, or you might have heard me refer to this as the sink and heave technique. This is when, oftentimes, you'll see an athlete it, the head lifts off the bench, um, the the rib cage kind of collapses down, uh, almost in an effort to really sink the weight into their chest, catch that weight with their what they think is their upper back and lats, and then create this big leg drive, timing the leg drive to kind of flare the rib cage up and toss that weight off their chest. Okay, big issue with that is just it's it doesn't lead to tightness. It completely voids tightness down at chest level the only thing that you might be able to keep tight is your your back to some degree but the positioning is awful the tightness isn't going to be there it's not going to be a total body movement at that point you're just flaring the rib cage up you're trying to kick the legs in at the right time Um, not how i coach the bench press so that's the first thing i would look at because that of course is going to lead to a lot of collapsing at the bottom of the bench all right especially if you don't completely nail the bar path with that type of technique too uh, you are quickly going to collapse you're going to hit the wrong spot and then you're just stuck there and oftentimes you see these lifters if they fail down at chest level uh it's you don't even know that they failed it's just it collapses into their chest kind of as normal and then it's just not going anywhere and then the spotters are delayed in their response to get into the bar just because that's typically what this lifter will do so I'm not a big fan of that sink and heme style. That's what I consider momentum-based lifting instead of you know, creating good tightness and tension, which is what I promote as a coach. So um, that's the first thing that will happen um, in regards to poor positioning with collapsing in the bottom of the bench. The next thing that could be going on is your elbow positioning. And a great way to really take a look at this too is to get an aerial angle. Okay, To get an angle straight down, if you can have someone film that somehow, you'll be able to really see where your elbows are in relation to the bar. Another great look at this is a dead-on side angle, um, and we'll get into that a little bit too, but a couple things that go into elbow positioning, a dump touch, and that is when you end up, you, you may be touching too low, or you may just end up creating this dump touch, but... Either way, your forearm angle goes forward. So pretty much your elbows are behind the bar, your forearm is forward, all right, and then when you get the touch to the chest, if you know your alignment says you would be pressing it down towards your waist, because that's the angle your is creating. There's nothing under the bar, you're not positioned under the bar in order to press it back like how we should be. That's a dump touch. That's something that is absolutely going to lead to collapse in the bottom of the bench. Uh, You just have nothing underneath the bar to really press it back. And this also happens a ton with the sink and heave technique. Because your rib cage is collapsing so much, everything else is coming up, drawing up. Next is an excessive tuck. This is mostly for a raw lifter, but can absolutely happen to a shirted athlete as well. But an excessive tuck is actually very common with raw athletes because that cue tuck your elbows gets thrown around quite a bit all right that is a sure to cue i would never cue a raw lifter to tuck their elbows unless they were dramatically flared and that somehow got them to a neutral point but i would never tell a raw lifter to flare or to uh tuck their elbows okay because typically what happens it leads to this overtuck and then what you'll see is the elbow is actually positioned inside the wrist and under the bar too much. And again, it just leads to improper alignment for force transfer. Um, therefore, you're going to have a really hard time pressing that weight up off the chest. Maybe you can control it down okay. Probably that final inch might be a bit hard when you start getting into that poor position. But you're not going to have any substance to really get that bar moving off the chest. So... In regards to elbow positioning dump touch and excessive tucking so it's one side extreme or the other is what ends up eventually causing this issue and then what we can look at lastly here which usually isn't as big an issue but certainly comes up quite a bit and i've worked with athletes to correct this is adjusting your touch point where on the chest you are trying to touch the bar Okay, this is going to be very dependent on what kind of grip you're using, your body structure. Um, You know, ultimately, we're trying to keep proper alignment. All right, and that is going to dictate our touch point. How I instruct a lifter to find their touch point is to lie down, take your elbows, bring them to make a 45 degree angle out from your body, and then grab the bar. That is typically a grip width that is going to put you in a good aligned position where you're balancing all the muscle groups you're using. Um, And it'll also dictate your touch point, okay? So if you bring the bar straight down and you have that type of alignment, now you know where you need to touch the bar, all right? Similarly, if your wide grip it's going to lead to a higher touch point your close grip you're going to be in a lower touch point but pretty much when you're down at chest level you're looking for those things you're looking for just that proper alignment which is why i mentioned that aerial angle so great to take a look at that Um, a side angle so great to see if you're dump touching because you can really see the angle of your forearm now that's poor positioning that's the technical side of things that's typically what's going on more often than not if you're experiencing this collapsing at the bottom of the bench all right now let's look at a strength component because it could be that everything is okay everything looks good usually it's a combination of both but we have to address actually being strong there Another reason why sink and heave momentum-based lifting is going to get you into trouble because you aren't going to build up strength at the bottom end with good tightness, tension, building up that joint angle. You're relying on that pop that you get from flaring your rib cage up and having that movement, that momentum. All right, So that's oftentimes going to lead to someone, if they did create proper tightness and tension, that's going to lead to them having a very difficult time feeling strong at the bottom of the bench press that's why it's so hard to get an athlete out of that sink and heave style but that's for another podcast which you can touch on that in greater detail strength how to build it up obviously you have to build your bottom end weakness that's what it is all right if you aren't strong in that bottom end that those joint angles that final inch right off on the chest too you are going to have a hard time maintaining tension maintaining that tightness uh therefore it's going to lead to these issues my favorite way to build this up and this is what i will utilize with our athletes who struggle with this and works nine times out of ten they feel a lot more confident being down chest level just pause work spending more time down there all right that's gonna be huge doing extended pause work you know comp pause is required in competition therefore we are always training with a pause i always want my athletes to train at least with a comp pause which is the bar becomes dead stopped on the chest Okay, But to build up bottom end strength, we want to spend even more time in that specific spot. So we are going to do things such as long pause work, three to five seconds. And the large majority of the training is going to be that until we just have that strength. Simply put, you just need to pause down there longer. Heavy eccentrics, another great tool to help build that up. A heavy eccentric is simply just bringing the bar down to chest level Uh, obviously it's going to hit the pins or some kind of safety mechanism we don't want to take down heavy weight and then you know not be able to press it up because this is weight that's over our max so we probably can't press it up but we can control it down you're always stronger on the eccentric all right so this is what i do with our athletes um who might be have good mechanics but that last inch or so right near the chest you see the bar accelerate and drop down all right Heavy eccentrics and stressing. Hey, we really need to have full control all the way down, and uh, you know a lot of times too you can't even go that heavy at first. So sometimes you have to progress up to working up over your max. Uh, at first, you'll probably find that you're going to have a threshold of where you can control that weight down. Okay, so you might have to work sub maximally, maybe even in the eighty-something percent zone, depending how bad it is. Um, lower ninety percent, and Take that weight down and just stress control, almost like tempo, but we're not trying to slow things down. We're trying to maintain the same descent speed. That's something I always stress to our lifters: same descent speed all the way down. We're not accelerating too soon. We're not accelerating at the end. It's a it's a straight drop, same speed. Okay, so that's what we're working on with heavy eccentrics. Obviously, you could do uh, isometric work as well, where you're pressing into pins. You'll set the pins so that That bar would essentially be at chest level. and Then you put maximum force into that bar for upwards to six seconds. That will also develop great bottom end strength. But we don't do that quite as much because, again, if we're talking that final inch in the drop in the eccentric, um, we want to actually train that. A little bit different than if you failed completely just off the chest but could control it down. This, we're really talking about collapsing that final inch. And then time under tension, you know, kind of what the pause work does, right? Pause work creates more time under tension. Uh, We can also use tempo work. So I just talked about the eccentrics. We can purposely slow down as well with lighter weight, typically like a secondary movement, uh, and just work on building more of that eccentric strength, okay? And we can accompany that with a pause. So having a tempo such as a five-second lower, five-second eccentric, And then a three second pause on the chest. That's a lot of time under tension. You're talking eight seconds just until you go to press the bar. Okay, depending if you do a tempo on the press or you just press explosively, which I prefer, Um, you know, you're talking about 10 seconds to complete a rep. You know, which is a lot. If you do five reps, you're talking about almost a minute that you're bench pressing. So time under tension can be a very valuable way to build up this strength as well. And, uh, you know, it really comes down to just control through the entire range of motion why tempo work works so well. All right. So there you have it, guys. Those are two ways to address collapsing the bottom of the bench. Uh, Usually a technical issue, right? Poor positioning. And then there's also a strength component to it as well. You wanna clean up the technique before you address the strength because there's a huge force leakage if you're not in the correct positions. So you need to stress correct positions, then work on building strength. Okay, if you build strength and do these, these different drills and work here without actually fixing your positioning, you may see some results, but not nearly what you would do if you could put these two and blend them together. Okay, so positioning and strength have to address these both. But I'm confident, like many of our athletes have done in the past, you can overcome this collapsing issue that you're having uh, and be able to blow past that without an issue. So, guys, thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give it a thumbs up and share. If you want more information on how to transform your bench press, consider checking out the Better Benching Academy on BigBenches.com. This is the ultimate resource for building your bench. Head on over to BigBenches.com to see how you can get started today.